the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. KVEC presents the Pismo Beach Today Show. If it's happening in Pismo Beach, it's on Pismo Beach Today. Now, here's your host, Anita Schauer. Oh my gosh, it's Sunday. Good afternoon and welcome to the Pismo Beach Today Show. My name is Anita Schauer and I am your desired radio personality. Today's guest is Ron Torres of Seniors Helping Seniors. You're going to want to listen to this show, so please stay with us. Helpful information. Let's talk briefly about the sponsors of the show. Robert Robert, who is Dr. Electric, because your electrical health is his main concern. Miss Etiquette, teaching manners to children and interested adults. Diamond Jewelry and Loan with Bobby's Spectacular location in Santa Maria, California. Gosh, it's really fun in there. Musical instruments, jewelry. Hmm. Archery department is gone. Everything's sold. Apple AirPods, air compressors, watches, Xbox One games. There are statues, paintings, watercolors. You just have such a good time in there. Miller at East Main, Santa Maria. Closed Sunday and Monday, phone 805-314-2028, 314-2028, and be sure you let Bobby know that you heard about this on the Pismo Beach Today Show. Jim Dritzes of Dritzes and Company, for all of your accounting needs and tax and accounting questions. Bruce Van Vork of Finn's Seafood Restaurant, on the beach at the end of Grand Avenue, Grover Beach. Thank you to Bruce for always hosting, sponsoring the Five Cities Homeless Coalition. And what's coming up probably March is the Five Cities Homeless Coalition Golf Tournament. And I'll give you all the information. Dr. Dan Kopp of the Kopp Dental Group with Dr. Dan Kopp. Dr. Mike Roberts and Dr. Alina True. 543-5321. 5435321. And I'll give Dr. Kopp my highest rating for 2024. 200 trillion. 500 billion. 555 million. And several nonstop super gajillion. Thank you for my beautiful smile. Pismo Dice with Pat McCann. Wonderfully delicious wines and accoutrements. So what's the newest with Pat? Let me tell you. Wines are sold at California Fresh and through Costa de Oro Winery in Santa Maria. And Pismo Dice products may be to your front door or pickup by emailing pismopat805 at aol.com. That's Pismo Dice products. You can request them by emailing pismopat805. 805 at aol.com. Limited items left. Everything's going. Thank you. 
Sierra Body Shop. Wow. Professionals on South 4th Street. They will take care of your vehicles, cars, trucks, whatever you have has tires on it. Go in there. They'll give you a courtesy estimate to repair and they will pick you up and take you to and fro, fro and to. So this is a special hello to Mike and Butchie and Johnny. 805-481-3855. And Doug McMillan and his three fine restaurants, Pismo Beach. You have Rose's Restaurante, Ada's Fish House. And at the north end on the water side of Price Street, you have uh, Vista. Dining is inside all three restaurants. Ada's you may eat outside. So call about parking, hours, delivery, pickup, 805-773-0551, 773-0551. Roxy Buchanan of the Natural Toolbox at the Pismo Outlets opens 10 a.m. daily. Go in there and see what 172 artisans have come up with for your viewing and purchasing pleasure. Remember, 10 a.m. daily, doors open. We welcome Couts' Chevron, 13th at West Grand Avenue, Grover Beach. Remember, they can have all, they have all you can imagine in service. Beverages, food, ice cream, darling store full of sweatshirts and everything for the beach. Automated car wash, and you just buy a little ticket and go right through there. You'll have a wonderful time. Yeah. Elizabeth Head Insurance Services and her Farmer's Insurance Office on West Grand Avenue at 9th Street in Grover Beach for all your insurance questions and needs and to find out the joy of owning an umbrella policy. Call Elizabeth Head, 805-481-5324. And Brenda R., a wonderful human being and a crackerjack realtor in our area. Brenda will help you find that perfect piece of property on the Central Coast. And she's a lover of the sea. Remember that. So she'll find something especially to suit your needs. 805-801-5594. Excuse me. Brenda, our real estate. Oh, there. Put on my right ante ojos. Phone 801-6694, 801-6694. Remember, her office is located in the heart of the village of Arroyo Grande. Splash Cafe. Remember to go online when you're waiting in line to see what may be delivered to your home. It could be clam chowder, award-winning cakes and baked goods, and their famous spices. Do this, please. And uh, Joanne is coming on very soon. I will let you know. Stay tuned. Grocery outlet in Royal Grande with Haley and Michael Tester. Remember, visit and shop the grocery outlet first. They're first with best prices, best selections, surprise items. You can buy a broom in there. Beautiful plants and orchids. And a wonderful wine selection brought to you by Jeff, who keeps everything in shape in there. Remember, the Testas live right here in our fabulous community supporters. Chevron 76 Station, Five Cities Drive, Pismo Beach, full service station. Terrific people work there. Stop by and say hello. 
and uh, have them look at your tires. I did that, and I'm so glad that I did. Now I have new tires. Do this today, muy importante. And Kristen Becker, a certified divorce coach, when a divorce is in front of you and you want to be there in the proper way and you don't know how to get there, you want to find Kristen Becker, certified divorce coach. Kristen is a certified divorce coach who provides you with the guidance and compassion through this difficult time in your life. She will help you by clearing the way for healing and financial independence for you and your children. Kristen at divorcecoach.com. Thank you. Always check the activity guide. The new one is out. Any questions? You want to call Colleen, 773-7063. 773-7063. So the winter-spring activity guide is out. Maybe you didn't get one. Let them know and they'll get you one. Pismo Beach City Council meetings are available on site in persons in the council chamber. Meetings are the first and third Tuesdays of each month. So the next one is Tuesday, January 16th, 2024. Thank you. Pismo Preserve is open except when it rains. Look very busy the last few days. Hours are dawn to dusk. Questions may be directed to the Land Conservancy, San Luis Obispo, 805-544-9096, 805-544-9096. And if you go to their website, you can find what you need to make reservations. What you want to do is make reservations to bring your horse trailer with the horse up there and which parking spaces you need. Very important. Airstream still on the Pismo Beach Pier. One is brought to you by the city of Pismo Beach, and it's the visitor center. Go over and talk to those lovely people. Checking on the two beach wheelchairs. They're still available. Go to the Sandcastle Inn on the beach. You may use the beach wheelchairs for three-hour increments free of charge. Phone 773-2422. 7732422 you do not have to be staying at the hotel to use these beach wheelchairs you just have to make arrangements with the sandcastle inn at the beach volunteers thank you very much they descend upon the beach the pier plaza and the pier every sunday morning at 8 a.m. you may join them there's always room for people who want to do this remember there's no smoking downtown pismo beach or at the outlets and there's no vaping at either site. If you have to sneak a smoke, we ask that you take your butts with you. Pismo Beach Chamber of Commerce is getting ready for their big evening. I think it's next week. They're going to have an award time and dinner. You want to know about that? Go to the Pismo Beach Chamber of Commerce.com and look all of that up. And they're also getting ready for events in February and March. Grover City Grange has their next pancake breakfast, 8 a.m. on, when is that? February the 4th, South 13th Street, Grover Beach. And I will check to see if the Lions Club is uh, having a pancake breakfast anytime soon, so I may report that to you as well. Slow Symphony, next symphony, February the 3rd. You may get tickets 
by calling the pack single tickets or you may sign up for uh, an entire symphony event so that would go from uh, let's see september through may lots of fun see all your friends there clark center royal grandy going strong doo-wop was fabulous the other night so what's next it must be the life and music of george michael that is january 35th 31st january 31st and you'll have to get uh in the wait line because all the tickets are gone and that's what i have to tell you today weather looks good and let's see if we can find ron torres who's going to talk to us there he is howdy good morning <laughs> hi good morning <laughs> good morning how are you today doing real well thank you good we're happy to have you here it's a a timely conversation on what to do at this particular junction in life whether you're taking full care of of your spouse or you're taking care of your parents or a sibling so let's let the people know exactly how ron torres got into the this helping business okay where do i start yes we are in the helping business we serve seniors and i'll get into a little more depth about how we do it and and how we're maybe a little different than some of the other agencies. But what uh, the way I got into it, the last 20 years, I've been in the HR world as an HR director. And uh, before that, I've done, oh gosh, 16 years in sales and I've done a little bit of ag work and so forth. But I got to uh, a couple years ago and got disenchanted with the HR world. Mm -hmm and uh, decided that I wanted to do something else. And uh, well, you know, at, at the time I was 66, 67 years old. Don't know if you've ever tried looking for a job when you're in their 60s, but it's, uh, it's a challenge. And, and I knew that if I went into HR somewhere else, it was gonna be more of the same. I uh, put on, on LinkedIn it, that I was open, it, to recruiters or to open to opportunities. I met a career coach online. He did assessments with me and got to know my values, my temperament, my personality, oh. and made a suggestion for uh, some possibilities and seniors helping seniors is one of them. So I took my retirement from, from my last position and invested it in this company, started this company, and here I am, I'm in retirement. Oh my gosh, you have quite a background and you really ended up with a great coach to find your skill set and even want to talk to you about your temperament, your disposition and where you could go from here. That was a terrific move. It really was. I was really fortunate and blessed to run into him. I, he's in Michigan. I never met him in person, but uh, he did all these assessments and, um, you know, wanted to find some kind of career or some kind of opportunity that would match up real well and he did a great job so and this I, is you started this correct you started people helping excuse me seniors helping seniors well it, it i purchased this location it's a franchise location there okay. are over 200 locations nationwide very few here in california maybe only 10 or 15 locations and uh, i was in living in san luis obispo county and that location was open and available i it I did my due diligence, compared it with another franchise opportunity, but this one stood head and heads up above the others. And um, 
I, I jumped into it and I'm never looking back. I'm real happy that I did. Well, I can tell by your disposition when, when I see you that this, this really suits you quite well. It really does. And uh, I'll add into it a little bit, a little more deeper thing is that, you know, when I was looking for another position or I, I got this, I feel like this is my calling, my conviction from God. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, there, there's fewer years ahead of me than behind me. Time is short. And I felt like God told me, okay, how, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? How many people are you going to bless? And this fit right in with that because, yeah, I could work one-on-one -on -one with somebody and bless them and help them, but this is a way that I can multiply my efforts many times over, make a real impact on, a, on the community, and uh, leave a legacy. And may I ask, do you have to have some kind of a certificate to do this? Absolutely. It's not a certificate. It's actually a license. Okay. In order to do this legally. You have to uh, be licensed through the state of California Department of Social Services. And, uh, you know, I have to pat, had to pass all kinds of background checks and had to, you know, jump through all the hoops to get my license. And which includes, you know, we're fully bonded, fully insured, fully licensed, and all our caregivers also need to go through the DSS system to be vetted completely with FBI and DOJ background checks so that they can be placed on the home care aid registry. They have to be on the registry before we can assign them to a care receiver. And are you only, not, it's not, are you in San Luis Obispo County? I didn't want to say only because it's an enormous county. Are you in San Luis Obispo County, not going into Santa Barbara County? I do have some clients in Santa Barbara County and Santa Maria. And I think one farthest one I think is Guadalupe. But, uh, you know, that's not my focus. My focus is on San Luis County, but there's a lot of interaction business-wise and social-wise between the two counties, especially the northern part of Santa Barbara. Uh, that location is vacant, so I'm able to go into that location and service clients. If somebody purchased that location, I'd have to back off. But right now, it's kind of open territory, and I may end up purchasing that location in the future as well. The future's not so far off either, is it? No, no, it's very, very close. I mean, you know, the the most southern reach is Nipomo in our county, and uh, people in Santa Maria can get there in five or ten minutes. I mean, it's it's real easy. We have uh, three three or four caregivers in Santa Maria, and they mostly travel into San Luis County to help. You mentioned uh, previously, <coughs> excuse me, how important it is to visit this particular time in your life before it's upon you. So what you do is you provide caregivers to people Correct. who need caregivers? Yes, uh, we, there are 15 other agencies in San Luis Obispo County that hold the same license. We are licensed to provide in-home non-medical care. We'll do things like companionship, uh, lighthouse work, light handyman work, transportation if they need a ride to the pharmacy or they just want to go to the beach or whatever. And uh, we will do personal care as well, things like uh, helping with toileting, bathing, dressing, feeding, that kind of thing. Where, where we are different from the other agencies is that we hire seniors to do the caregiving where most often you'll find 20 or 30-year-old caregivers. But we focus on the peer relationship because our senior caregivers have an understanding of what aging is because they're going through it themselves. 
and they will generally they will serve other seniors who are generally older and farther along in the aging process. There's a great compassion and understanding of the person's needs when they do that, and uh, that that is how we we're more focused on the relationship, the peer relationship. The tasks need to be done, and they do get done, but it's in the context of that peer relationship. Extensive training for these seniors who are helping seniors? Yes, indeed. We, there is a mandated amount of training that's required by the uh, state of California, which is five hours. Once that training, that required mandated training is complete, we will provide an initial additional two to three hours of in-person training. And then after that, each caregiver must at a minimum complete five hours a year of mandated training. We also provide quarterly trainings where we provide over and above that throughout the year. Do these caregivers, the seniors that you hire, are these usually someone that you know in the community? No, no, they're they're not. I, I I don't I didn't I don't think there's any of the caregivers we have that I knew before. Uh, the way that we recruit is different than some of the other uh, agencies. What I do is I I post um, job opening ad in the customer service section rather than the medical section like most of the others, oh. and I. Instead of listing a detailed job description, I tell my story about how I got into this, how I was called to do it, and what we're doing. And uh, the way the ad is written, it attracts the caregivers that I want. And the other ones that are at working at the other agencies don't find it or aren't interested when they read it. And then are these caregivers, they're also bonded? Yes. Yes, they are. We we carry bond. Yes, they are bonded. All right. And then how do you know, you say that it's important to, to visit all of these services and what should be done when the when the time approaches. How do you know when the time is approaching that you need help or okay. that your parents need help or your spouse needs help? Well, you know, it's it's a gradual process and sometimes it. Our culture is such that generally the kids don't live with the parents and and you know they're often spread apart many uh, over long distance and uh, often what happens especially over the holidays when they get back together they might notice that there's some uh, deterioration in the in the mom or the dad as far as what they can understand and what they can do maybe they find uh, rotten food in the fridge or maybe there's dent on the car or whatever uh, the mom they can tell through conversation that they're they need help and that's generally the first sign that uh, that a family member will have often the 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 senior that needs help doesn't really they're not really open to it they often deny that they need help because they want to retain their independence and so it takes a little bit of skill to work through that, but uh, but that's that's generally how a child, an adult child, will know that mom or dad or aunt or uncle or grandpa may need some help. Are you listed? 
under other caregivers if someone goes to the Google banner and puts in caregivers? Is that uh, how someone finds you or how how would someone find you? Um, generally speaking, they will sometimes they will find it through through a, a Google search. I've had clients that find me that way as, as well as caregivers. Uh, probably the most um, common way that someone finds us is through a service called the place for mom. And uh, if, if a, wow. that they do a lot of advertising and when uh, they, they may seek there for help and then they'll refer the person to us through a place for mom. But we also do um, radio advertising. We've done a lot of PR. Uh, word of mouth is big. There's, there's various ways. Okay. And then uh, when you sign up, a, when you're thinking about signing up a client, do you yourself go to that client? You send someone to that client to see what's needed? Absolutely. Uh, I personally, at the beginning, when I first started the company, it was me, I, and my wife who would go out and visit the clients. Now that we're larger, we have a care and training director. Her name is Marianne. She goes out and does the assessments. She will go out to the home, visit with the family, assess the needs of the of the possible care receiver, and she'll she'll get the person to get up and stand up and show her the house so that she can see how the person ambulates and gets around. And they she'll also evaluate their personality, their temperament, perhaps their past profession if they had one, their likes and dislikes, hobbies and interests. And if it looks like something that we can handle and the workplace is safe for our employees, then we will match up that care receiver with the caregiver that would be compatible, that, that uh, they'll be able to have good conversations. At what point do, do you bring in the uh, spouse or the children? Or are they in this immediately? Oh, yeah. Whoever, yes, definitely the family needs to be involved. If there are children or spouse or other loved ones involved, we encourage them to be part of the meeting. Sometimes it's a minority of times, but sometimes it's the care receiver himself or herself that reach out to us and say they want help. In those cases, generally the children would not be involved, but almost always there's family members involved. If the family members are not available in the very beginning of such conversations, they must come in at some point, correct? Not always. I Sometimes, yes. At some point, they are, they are involved, but usually to a lesser extent. If they're living far away, uh, we can we can they can monitor what's going on through what's called the family room, where they, we give them a login to a portal, and they can see the visits, the, the shifts that are coming up. They can see the care notes and that kind of thing they can keep in touch that way. Gee, that's a wonderful addition to what you do. Yeah, it, it is It is a great service, and, and our clients find that very helpful. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Ron Torres with the company called Seniors Helping Seniors, and I want you to stay tuned. We have much more territory to cover, and uh, Ron covers San Luis Obispo County, in uh, Santa Barbara County for right now. This is the Pismo Beach Today Show, and we'll be right back. Thank you very much.
This is the Pismo Beach Today Show on News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC. Stay tuned for more with your host, Anita Shower, next. the Pismo Beach Today Show on News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC. Here's your host, Anita Schauer. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for staying with us. This is the Pismo Beach Today Show. Our guest today is Ron Torres with Seniors Helping Seniors. We want to thank Dr. Electric, Miss Etiquette, Diamond Jewelry and Loan, Jim Dritzis, Bruce Van Vork, the Cop Dental Group, Pismo Dice, Sierra Body Shop, Doug McMillan, The Natural Toolbox of Roxy Buchanan, Couts' Chevron, Elizabeth Head Insurance Services, Brenda Auer Real Estate, Splash Cafe, The Grocery Outlet in Royal Grande, Kevin 76 Station, and Kristen Becker, Certified Divorce Coach. Thank you very much. So we have Ron Torres here, and we're learning all kinds of segments of this business. There's more than I even thought about. I had no idea that you had a family room, which is um, a link that you provide the family with so they know exactly what's going on with you caregiving their parent, correct? That's correct. They they can see what what is coming up in the future, but they can also see, for instance, we we require our caregivers to record care notes, and that's done on an app, and the um, that's recorded in the care log. The family members can also read those notes so they can see exactly. For instance, if our caregiver noticed a change in the condition of, of the care receiver, they might note it. They might suggest the family look into it or maybe suggest going to a doctor or whatever, you know, or whatever might, so that the family is aware of any any uh, changes in condition. Our caregivers are kind of like the eyes and ears of family members in most cases. Especially if they're not available, they're not local, they're on the East Coast perhaps. They, and then you're, what they're going to do is make sure that what they hear from their parent is exactly what is going on. Because right. that might shift a little bit, correct? <laughs> yeah, that's correct. It's, <laughs> they, they might be uh, embellished or diminished in some way and our caregivers can can give their perspective and give give it the family members a good idea what's really going on now you say that uh, there are other in-home services within this county there are quite a few aren't there quite a few there's 15 others licensed in san luis obispo county but you uh from what i've heard thus far you really are above the rest you have a you have a real hands-on humane approach to this that's our that is our approach and that is our our focus however i do want to say that we might not be the best fit for everybody for instance we are non-medical and our our providers our care providers are seniors if we if we had a potential care receiver i'll just make up a situation let's say that they're bedridden and or that they 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 need help transferring 
from the chair, from the bed to the chair, and then transferring from the chair to the shower. There might be lifts involved. There might be lifting involved by the caregiver. I don't want our caregivers to get hurt. So if Marianne went out on an assessment and saw that kind of situation, we might then make a referral to another agency that would be a better fit for them. Oh, that's very kind of you, really. Well, uh, I guess you could put it that way, and I'll accept that. But <laughs> what 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 I want is I want the best care for the care receiver, and I don't want our caregivers to get hurt. So we we have connections, or uh, not connections, but there are other agencies in the county that I've become acquainted with that I have spoken with the owner, got to know that their perspective on caregiving is very similar to mine. I would feel good about referring a client to that to that other agency that could better meet their needs but still provide a really quality care experience. Well, transferring a person is very difficult. Uh, can you repeat that? I said transferring a person from the chair oh. to the bed or chair to the shower is, is a difficult maneuver, especially if there's a lot of body weight involved. You have to know how to do that. Yes, I'll tell a quick story here. One of our, this was probably in in our second month of operation, we came across a caregiver, a care receiver that, um, this was before Marianne was on board, and my wife and I, Maria, and I went out and did the assessment. He was a paraplegic, and he convinced us that, oh yeah, that he's pretty much self-sufficient, he just needs a little assistance now and then. Without going into a lot of detail, that ended up being not a good match. And it taught me a lot about who's a good match and who's not. And we, we parted ways amicably. And may someone hire you for a short period of time or a long period of time? Does that matter to you if someone needs you just for a month? We can do that and we have had clients. We, For example, we had a, a client just recently where the family member was the caregiver and she was going away to a conference or going away somewhere for, for a week or five or six days. And we did agree to send a caregiver in there for that short amount of time to cover for the family member while they were out of town. That kind of thing we can do. Also, you know, there might be a situation where somebody is leaving a, a facility after surgery or some kind of procedure. Uh, we had, a, as an example, a uh, someone who had had a stroke unexpectedly and uh, she was the primary caregiver for her husband and i can think of another stroke patient after they recovered from that they were released from the facility they needed support for a month or two until they they got up to speed but you know, yes we can provide that generally speaking we're looking for longer term clients but depending on the situation we'll definitely help someone if it's a short term is there an age limit or a starting age that you'd like to help? Are the someone in their 50s or 60s? Is that is that a good choice for you? Or does it depend upon the situation? It depends upon the situation. Our license does not have a limit as far as age. Most of the just naturally by the nature of what we do, it's generally seniors. But it can be someone younger who is uh, who needs that kind of assistance. We, we are licensed to do that. 
I, I don't, we've had not yet had clients in that situation, but it's, it's certainly possible that, that we would care for somebody that, that's younger. And are you allowed to transport someone to a, a, a dental office, to a medical office? And if you, if you are, is that in the senior's own vehicle or is it in the vehicle of the person that you employ who is a senior? Sure, yes, we definitely provide that service and it can be either in the caregiver's vehicle or the care receiver's vehicle. The difference with the caregiver vehicle is that that we would need to reimburse the caregiver for the mileage at the IRS rate. That's something that we bill the client for, and it's a pass-through that goes directly to the caregiver. If if they drive the care receiver's vehicle, there you know there wouldn't be any mileage charge. But we would want to be sure that the vehicle is actually registered and insured and in good working order. Many times a senior has not driven for a long time and they don't have a vehicle or maybe it's not working. Great possibility. Yes. And then what about someone asked you, can you, can you make breakfast for me? Is that something that the senior senior does? Oh, absolutely. That that's probably one of the more common tasks is meal preparation. Our, our caregivers, uh, of course, if we had a caregiver that is not good at meal prep and the client needed meal prep, we wouldn't match them up. But most of our caregivers love to cook and will, are, will very happily do that. In fact, you know, that's kind of part of the desire to serve often is to provide meals and they will, they will provide those meals. So whether it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and um, that, is definitely something that we do. And is there a minimum number of hours that the senior goes to the senior's home or apartment? Is it you have to be employed by your agency for four hours a day? Uh, that yes, our policy is a four-hour minimum, but okay. we have we have varied from that on occasion. We've we've done three-hour shifts. We've even done shorter shifts, but it really has to be a, a very remarkable situation because most caregivers do not want to drive. You know, the drive to the client's home is their commute and it's at their expense. And oh. if they're driving five or 10 miles to go for a one hour or two hour visit, they're just not interested. In, and I totally understand that. That's why we have that four hour shift. But it could be that They've already driven to another client and done a four-hour shift. And let's say we have a client that wants a two-hour shift and it's a very short drive. Maybe it's down the street from the other shift or maybe they live really close, even walking distance. It's, it's very unusual. It's not something we normally do, but we generally will stick to the four-hour minimum. And our, we, we can do as little as one shift per week. We have several clients that just have one four-hour shift per week. And what if the uh, client that you're going to be helping has uh, a computer problem? Are you able to send a senior over there who can help with that, or is that not part of what you do? No, it very much is. That's that's pretty common. Some some don't deal with technology at all. They don't have a computer. They don't have a phone. They don't have internet. Oh my! And, you know that's one 
side of the spectrum. But others do. Others are very technologically savvy and they can handle it. But then you have those in the middle that have trouble. And many of our caregivers are are technically savvy and they, they can help with that. Uh, they can also help with things like paying bills or helping with just that kind of thing. And and you know sometimes that's done over the internet as well through a bill payer service. But you know, we, we can also help with things like that if they're actually writing checks, help them with that kind of thing as well. So you can you may actually design your agency any way you want. Correct. To cover as, all these different chores. Yes. As as long as we stay, of course, within the licensed um, allowances of what we can provide, we can as an agency, we can decide, well, we don't want to provide transfers because you know and that's okay even though we're licensed to do it and uh, and then individually with each client we can design the care plan individually as as the needs uh, dictate so is is that to marianne's responsibility after marianne does an assessment she comes back to you and said says this is what the care plan should provide well marianne's pretty uh pretty uh knowledgeable and, and experienced. So she, yes, the answer is yes, but she doesn't come by and get my approval of what the care plan should be unless there's something really unusual that she needs to run by me. But I've, I've delegated that responsibility to her and I trust that she's going to come up with a good care plan. She'll design the care plan and enter that into their, their profile. Then when the caregiver is matched up, the caregiver then through the app that I mentioned, will have access to the care plan and can see what is needed to be done, what tasks are needed, and will also give information on, on, uh, on the client himself or herself. And then the client's mm -hmm. relatives, may, may they talk to you as well as Marianne? Or oh, is absolutely. that conversation delegated to Marianne? Oh, no, no. I, I, I actually, that's a part of the business that I miss. When I first started the business, when Marianne wasn't here, I would get to know the clients and the families, and that was a very enjoyable part of, of the business. Now that Marianne is here, she handles that because I'm running other parts of the business. But yes, very definitely, I, a family member can call me, talk to me, and they do. They do fairly often. If they have a question or a concern, they're, they're always open and free to, to contact me and discuss their their satisfaction or their concerns if they have something that needs to be corrected I, I would love for them to do that ladies and gentlemen you're listening to ron torres seniors helping seniors when you interview a prospective caregiver for your agency can you tell right away that this is going to be a good person to work with you sometimes quicker than others and you know it's uh the way that I wrote the ad is real, really helpful. You know, when I was in the HR business, I might get 100 applications and maybe 10 or 20 of them worth, worth talking to. In this business, because of the way I'm recruiting, it's flipped where I don't get 100, but I might get 20, 50 applications. Probably 80% of them are going to work out. Wow. It, and and my, my process first is... They complete an online application, and I can kind of tell from that application whether they look like they might be a good match. Then I schedule a phone interview, and during that interview is 
the first impression where I want to find out what they're all about, what their motivations are. If they just need, quote unquote, a job, and I can tell that that's what they need, and I don't sense that passion and that compassion and that concern for seniors, I probably would not move them to the next stage. But if I do sense, based on the stories that I ask them to tell about their experience with seniors, then I invite them into an in-person interview. And if that's confirmed and I feel like this person can represent me in the home with that same kind of concern and compassion for uh, a senior and I trust them, then we will go ahead and onboard them and, uh, and hire them. Uh, there, there have been times where they get to the in-person interview and in person it's different than on the phone and you know, we don't proceed. You like seniors. Yeah, they have they have to like seniors. They have to love seniors. They have to they have to demonstrate to me. I mean, not just saying the words, but through their experience and their their explanations and how they express themselves that they have that same concern for seniors. And when you when you, when you are interviewing a prospective client, how do you very nicely say we're not going to be able to help you? Um, well, it's basically we can pretty much explain, for instance, okay, I'll give an example. Yes. It's a little bit extreme, but, you know, there are some who are hoarders and Marianne might appear at the home and find that because of that situation, it's an unsafe place for our caregivers to go. And the way we would express it is we we think we can help we think this we, we could be a good match but this condition needs to be fixed before we can send a caregiver in because we're concerned about our caregiver's safety uh, that that would be one example of how we would do it um, but if if it involves transferring we might explain we care about our caregivers and because they are seniors we think we wouldn't be the best match for you, but we have another uh, agency that we can highly recommend that I think will provide a great caregiver for you. And this, I, I'm not going to ask you what the cost is, but the costs vary between agency and agency, but so does the care. Correct. So, correct? That's correct. You know, generally speaking, we're, I don't say we're all in the, in the same range some are a lot higher and some are less but we're right within the the prevailing uh, area of of, uh, of rates i will mention in the area of rates though that most of our clients are self-pay where they they pay for the care for themselves out of their own resources for those that cannot do not have those resources there are other options available in the public sector that might be able to help them with care of course it's going to be kind of a different flavor of care but that is available and for others we're really really fortunate that we are now credentialed with the veterans administration veterans health administration basically what that means is if the person is a veteran and they have a primary care provider that writes a referral for this care, then the VA will pay us directly for the care. And that, that's, that's a wonderful thing because 
you have veterans that are not well off and do not have those resources, but because they served our country and they're in the vet, the VHA, they can get this care as part of their benefit on the health side. Is that fairly new? Is it new? Yes. Is it fairly new that the veterans step in and help pay for this? No, that's been going on quite a long time. And this is, this is a, a benefit that people get very confused with because the VA is a very huge bureaucratic organization, but they have some great benefits. There's different buckets, like there's, let's say, a life insurance benefit. That might be one bucket. Then there might be a bucket where they actually provide cash benefits, like aid in attendance and those kind of things. That's another bucket of benefits. Then there's a third bucket that's on the health side. It's not money. It's actually care that's provided. The VA will pay us just like they might pay a dermatologist or a cardiologist that's in the community to provide the care for the veteran. Even though we're non-medical, it falls within their definition of care that they can pay for, and they'll just pay us directly for it. A lot of veterans are concerned that if they accept that help, it's going to affect their cash benefits, but it has no connection. They're totally separate. Right. I'm glad that you you understand that distinction and you let them know that distinction, which is very important. Now, is this covered by other insurances, insurance companies? There, there, there is coverage that some people have called long-term care insurance. Yes. Long-term care insurance, of course, you have to buy it before you need it, just like any other kind of insurance. So for those people that planned ahead and thought about purchasing long-term care insurance when they were still healthy and vibrant, uh, they do possibly could have that benefit. Each policy is a little different. And just because someone has a policy doesn't necessarily mean that that they have the coverage for in-home care. But in most cases, yes, we will help them through that as well. See, that's a wonderful thing, long-term care. Yeah, it's it's long-term care insurance. and um, and it's a reimbursement. They will still pay out of their resources, but then the long-term care insurance will send them a reimbursement. Works out beautifully, doesn't it? Now, are there any situations that you go into where you where you see a pet with a prospective client and maybe the pet needs to be removed from the house? I haven't run into that yet, but I can see that that might be a possibility. You know, if, if the, for instance, if they had just making it up, but if they had a vicious dog or something that might be a danger for our caregiver, we might say, well, you've got to make sure the dog is, you know, in a cage or whatever. I, I don't know. I'm just making it up. I, I wouldn't ask them to get rid of their pet before we can help them, but no. you know, a lot of times people have close connections to their pets, but we do provide pet care, you know, light pet care for, you know, let's say changing the litter box or, you know, walking the dog or, you know, those kind of things. We can provide that. Kind of oh, you provide that as well? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So the uh, the the senior who is helping the senior, that senior, does that person, once you hire them, do they sign some kind of a contract with you? Uh, it's not a contract. Our employment with our seniors is at will employment. And there's no, there's no, we're not tying them into the job. They can leave anytime they want. And, um, and, you know, we're very flexible. Most of the times, even perhaps because they're seniors, they're very busy usually. They're not just sitting around doing nothing. They've got grandkids or they're going on cruises or 
they maybe have another job or whatever it is, they're usually very busy. Uh, maybe they're doing volunteer work at church or at um, soup kitchen or whatever, and they're usually very busy. So we work around their schedule and uh, provide the number of hours that, that they would like as, as closely as possible as we can. I understand that you all, this is what you provide. Bathing, dressing, feeding, exercising, grooming, and you will you take someone to church? Absolutely. We do that. Wow. That's terrific, really. Oh, yeah. Um, if, if, they're, if it's hard for them to, if they can't travel and they haven't gone to church or they want to go to church, then, yeah, we'll, we can do that. And you also uh, do meal planning if necessary, laundry. Sure. Mm-hmm. So you're really a full-service non-medical agency. Right. You know, we'll, we'll change the sheets, linens on the bed or vacuum, you know, whatever is needed. Shall we give everyone your phone number, please? I'm sure people are just going to call you immediately. <laughs> well, that would be that would, I would that would be very pleased. The phone number is 805-369-2110. 805-369-2110. Very good. Thank you. And do you have a website for those of us who, who use Google? <laughs> yes. The website is seniorcareslo com seniorcareslow.com and you've been in business how long Ron? not that long you know we i purchased in march of 22 we served our first client in december of 22 we're a little over a year into the business and things are just uh going great i mean the, the need is so great for this kind of service and not only for the service but for the employment for seniors, flexible, meaningful employment for seniors is a very rare commodity. And, and that's why I, I don't have much trouble finding caregivers because as soon as they see the ad, they say, yeah, that, that's what I want. We want to thank Dr. Electric, Miss Etiquette, Diamond Jewelry and Loan, Jim Dritzis, Bruce Van Vork, the Cop Dental Group, Pismo Dice, Sierra Body Shop, Doug McMillan, the Natural Toolbox with Roxy Buchanan, Couch's Chevron, Elizabeth Head Insurance Services, Brenda Auer Real Estate, Splash Cafe, Kevin 76 Station, and Kristen Becker for this. It seems to me that this is a very important, valuable service that you provide and people should know about this and not just wonder about it. They should really know about it. Do you have a, a newsletter that you do or not? I don't have a newsletter. I should start one, yes. But we, we're on social media as well, on Facebook. And, oh, all right. So you're on Facebook and all social media. Yeah, Instagram, LinkedIn. So right now everybody knows that you're, you're doing a show. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just want to say one more thing. The thing that really kind of surprised me a little bit is the service seems to be even more valuable for the caregiver as opposed to the care receiver because they get engaged. It helps extend their com communication and, and interactions. It's, it's really wonderful. And probably a caregiver will tell someone else, this is something that you would really appreciate because it adds value to your life. Exactly. And that's what's most fulfilling to me. Wow. That's wonderful. Let me see. We have about half a minute to go here. I see that, uh, that you may 
you may just by what you said earlier delve into San Lu- Santa Barbara County if you're able to. Sure, we absolutely will. All right. We want to thank Ron Torres with Seniors Helping Seniors. We enjoyed it tremendously. We learned a lot, and that's really the most important aspect of the show. Thank you very much, and thank you, Jim. And we'll see everyone next week. Thank you, Anita. You're welcome. You've been listening to the Fismo Beach Today Show with Anita Shower on News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC. For comments, questions, and to hear this broadcast in its entirety, find the podcast at 920kvec.com. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.